Welcome to the Sports Wire Spotlight. I'm Will Catterley, and joining me, as always, Dylan Garner. And Dylan, it has been a fun, frantic couple weeks of high school sports. It really has. We are at uh, Glen Allen High School today, and uh, yeah, I mean, <laughs> I you're going to start with the football games going on. There's sure. just been a lot of crazy action around the county in basically every way. But it's, I mean, it feels right as, as a page turns to November. Right, the stakes are higher. The kind of rivalry matchups that you expect to see are popping off so it's been really really cool to see especially following your action oh my gosh uh one of the you know i've seen a lot of football games at the high school level uh, this one on saturday took the cake i mean Verina highland springs weird going in and by the way standing room only as always um so great crowd that was awesome yeah. terrific energy on both sides as there usually is but the crazy thing about this game was Verina was fresh off a one point win at hermitage they played on Tuesday. It was a makeup for the storms we had back in September. And then just before that, the previous Friday, they had beaten Atley pretty handily. Yeah. And then they come into the Highland Springs game. It was like three games in 11 days. Like a gauntlet. Yeah. And, and if you were there, I think, I mean, they jump out to this 13 nothing lead with a backup quarterback who's their JV quarterback. I was going to say, we just talked to Linwood. He wins those two games. I know. Plays, what, I a quarter like or two. I feel like we cursed him. And, I mean, he was doing great until I think he's, he got knocked out. He's, so. he, I think he's going to be fine. But, yeah. but, you know, those things happen. The, the freshman comes in, the only freshman on their roster. is the JV starting quarterback, Caleb Weish. Um, for everybody who remembers the Weish name, his older brother won a state championship in basketball. Um, and, you know, so... This kid comes in. I don't know if he just didn't understand the gravity or the idea, the concept of how big this game is. Yeah. Maybe he did, but he balled out. Cold Three blooded. touchdown passes, had a 13-0 win in Highland Springs. Of course, Christian Martin and, and the Springer offense, and then their defense tightened up as well. They had something to say about that. They get the game-winning touchdown with yeah. under a minute to go, 42 seconds left on the clock. Then they kicked an onside kick just to make sure Verina – <laughs> and that young freshman quarterback doesn't know any better. doesn't get the ball back with a chance to beat him. So uh, tons of storylines from that one. Uh, yeah. Both uh, – and the big thing about that is they had a lot more. It was more than just rivalry at stake because the winner of that game probably at least gives them um, a great shot at being the number one seed right. mm -hmm. in the upcoming regional playoffs, which is big because – that means you get to host instead of having to travel all over the state. So um, Highland Springs in a, in a great chance for that. And if I'm anybody across the state, I, I don't want to play Verina. I was going to say, I think that was about as good of a matchup. I mean, all the history that goes into the Eastern schools, right, and their rivalry and how much fun they've had. But, like, you know, I think those are firmly two of the best teams in Richmond. Absolutely. You know, squaring off, and it paid off in pretty much the – best way you could even ask for even with Linwood you know not being sure. super involved and now but I mean the Verina now moves on if Linwood's healthy now have Linwood and this freshman that you know like you got to start using him in certain ways right you got to yeah, get him involved think. and that's the right time to know hey we got like a kind of an x-factor secret weapon here and they'll be they're going to be really dangerous in class four Highland Springs always dangerous now they're in class six um, but yeah, I was just, I was following you. I was following Zach from the times dispatch there. And just like, Oh my God, this is a whirlwind. So traditional um, October, 85 degree game. Yeah. yeah. And then it was what 30 yesterday. So yeah. 29 um, today. 
But uh, yeah, I, I've been really, it's been really, really fun to see that stuff. And I'm hoping to catch one of them in person this playoffs. Yeah, they're, they're set. They're in playoffs. They're going to have one or two seed respectively yeah. uh, in four and six. And you got, it, you know, a couple of teams trying to still make sure that they're in. Freeman should be in at, at five. Godwin probably needs a win. There's a, they got a big one with Glenn Allen. Both those teams could really increase where they're going to be, uh, depending on the outcome of that one. So that Glenn Allen's up. still pretty high in the ratings, right? They're, they're still the up there. Uh, well, they're, they're still, yeah, they're still yeah. class six. And, and, uh, oh, right, class six. But, right. yeah, but Godwin is, um, you know, if everything went wrong and they lost to Glenn Allen, they mm-hmm. could miss out on the playoffs. Yeah. Hermitage should be in. But, yeah, big game for yeah. Godwin and Glenn Allen, which is actually where we are. And I know we don't talk cross-country that often, but – Kudos, shout out to J.R. Tucker, because yesterday they did something they've never done in school history at Pole Green Park for regional cross country. They qualified for states for the first time in school history. This and is their girls, right? Yeah, their yeah. girls. And, and we're not talking about, I mean, we're at Glen, Glen Allen. It's, it's the newest high school here in, yeah. in Henrico County. Tucker's been around for a long time. Yeah. So shout out to those ladies. They, they deserve that. Um, Great finishes by uh, Freeman, Godwin, uh, usual name, Berkeley Nance, finishes yeah. first place for the Berkeley Godwin has guys. Berkeley had a really, really fantastic season. Um, I mean, he has just been a great runner ever since I think he stepped foot on that campus. Yep. But um, it looks like he is really looking to finish the season with another championship and maybe beyond that because I think he could be competitive even past that point. Yeah, and, and another team that has been fantastic for years in cross country brings us right here to Glen Allen, where, you know, Coach Jen uh, Stroney uh, has had some really talented runners. Yeah, a lot uh, of them. We're going to talk to one of them, Ellie, Ellie Velasquez, um, and they've done a tremendous job with uh, the program, and obviously Ellie is a product of the program. She has kind of a unique story about how dominant she's become from yeah. freshman into she's just a junior, so she's got another full year. Uh, coming up and this is kind of your wheelhouse yeah uh you know i used to work for the times dispatch for many years and when i joined in 2014 as a nine dollar an hour (laughs) part-timer uh we each had like a sport that we took and they're like hey we you can cover cross country and i'm like that's great i don't know what that's about (laughs) but you were making bank if you can't tell i didn't run cross country in high school um, no, <laughs> I wasn't. I was probably maybe built like a shot putter, yeah, I was but without shot putter discus, but maybe? without the muscle. Oh, okay. That's most of us. That's um, most of us. Yeah, uh, that was me at you know every year in the last fifteen years. But um, you know, I really got to know these coaches really well. Jen was one of these people that I got to talk to really frequently because mm-hmm. I mean, back to the days of Zach Witt and the you know the star kind of boys that she had to coach then, and now you know that resulted in the first championship, the first, you know, VHSL state championship at Glen Allen High School. Right. Uh, right before, I think, the boys' volleyball team won theirs as well. But, the, you know, the boys' cross-country team was the first to do it here. Yeah, um, the last two years it's been funny because they yeah. ha- they'll have a joint ceremony in the gym for yeah. the boys' cross-country team and the boys' volleyball team to get their state championship rings. The last two seasons, yeah, both those teams have done it. And actually, volleyball's done it for three in a row. But um, tremendous... Uh, success here at Glen Allen. Let's get right to it to the Sports Bar Spotlight. Jen Stroni and Ellie Velasquez. Well, let's get right to it. Welcome to the Sportswire Spotlight here at Glen Allen High School. We have last year's runner of the year for Glen Allen Cross Country, Ellie Velasquez, and head coach. She's done it now 10 years strong, Jen Stroni. Guys, appreciate you being part of the Sportswire Spotlight. 
Thank you for Thank having you. us. As always, it's me, it's Dylan Garner, and this is kind of Dylan's wheelhouse this week <laughs> for, the, for the podcast, because when he was at the dispatch, you guys would see him often because he was covering cross country and track. That was that was your go to. Some might say too much. I was <laughs> I was there a lot. <laughs> they would disagree. It's never too much. It never was it was much. a lot of fun, and I you know I had a really good relationship with Jen and a lot of the coaches, especially Henrico, you know, because of the great programs that y'all have here. Um, and yeah, and I got to interview Ellie when she was the runner of the year last year, class five state champion. It's kind of a miraculous you know win from last year that kind of propelled you to where you are now and. Um, we're going to get into some of that stuff. Absolutely. But yeah, it's been uh, it's fun kind of digging back into the old, you know, track and cross country stuff. Sure. And we just mentioned off the top a couple of track stories from Region 5. Now you guys are in Region 6 or Class 6, I should say. Uh, but and Ellie, you're fresh off one heck of a performance. Uh, Milestat, when they have their Milestat Invitational and I had to ask, I was like, why are there so many meets here? <laughs> it's 830 in the morning and it's freezing cold and it's raining. And uh, a fourth place finish against the best of the best. Tell me about that meet and, and how you thought you performed there. Um, I was definitely nervous. Um, last year I had placed top 10 and the goal was to place higher than top 10. And the weather was not looking too good. It was very cold, very rainy. Um, but we had raced previously in that kind of condition. So I was trying not to let it like deter me too much from my goal. And I didn't really have that. I mean, I had a goal but it just seems so unattainable because I had set such high goals for myself. Like I set like hard goals for myself and I just feel like with the weather and everything and the such insane amount of competition, like I felt like mentally I wasn't ready for it. But then as soon as I stepped on that start line, like all of it went away and I was like, okay, now it's time to dial in. Like this is it, like it's 20 minutes. It's less than 20 minutes. Like, <laughs> so I was definitely nervous, but as soon as the gun went off, like I just, immediately snapped into it and I know the weather this year was terrible and last year it was like I think like perfect it right if perfect. I remember like what is your like ideal race day look like I know because I know some runners like it a little cooler you know you get you get mm -hmm. your gloves on like especially at the end of the season it's kind of there's a balance where you want it a little cooler so you're not like overheating what's your like perfect race day like I would say the cool weather the cool, I like the yeah. cool weather yeah just not too cold, especially when you get to the plains. It's mm -hmm. just like I, I've seen so many kids just like I can't stand, you know, because then you're wearing jackets until you're at the starting line yeah. and all that stuff. So I've seen I've seen like the worst, I think, of all worlds where it's either too hot or too cold or, you know, somewhere like that. I would think that the wind would be the worst for me. I yeah. hate wind. It's such like a big mental barrier being like if say you're leading the pack, you're breaking the wind for everyone else and you're just like. I don't want to give these people an advantage, but you also don't want to fall behind in place. Sure. So it's kind of just something that you have to suck it up and deal with. Speaking of advantages, though, uh, your familiarity with Pole Green Park, that's where mm -hmm. the race was held for people who don't know, uh, up in the Mechanicsville area. Uh, does that help you? Does that give you kind of an advantage of knowing how the course is laid out before you go? I would think so. Like, I've, we've never been to the Chesapeake um, course, and I am nervous because I don't want to be that person that messes up everyone on the course. I don't want to lead them in the wrong way. And it definitely has advantage to be on like the like know the course yeah. and like know where I'm going, knowing, OK, this is a bit of a downhill. I can take this and use this to my advantage, along with uphills, too. Has that ever happened to you, though? Because I've, I've covered a couple of cross country races where like half the runners go the wrong way and, and some of them actually get lost. I don't think they're <laughs> going the wrong way. I there know my teammate in one of my uh, races, she went the wrong way behind me. I don't know how she went the wrong <laughs> way. Like, she just like, I was right in front of her and then she just turned right and instead of going straight. I can understand. I could definitely understand that. Uh, 
we get the morning announcements going on, but coach, we'll we'll go through it. We'll talk yeah. through it. Okay. Your um, what is your game day? Obviously, doing this ten plus years, back to back boys state titles. Um, so how do you get the guys and the girls ready on race day and and the days leading up? Because you've got to actually have a map and show them like, hey, this is where the course goes. This mm-hmm. is where you turn left. This is where you turn right. Uh, give me kind of a breakdown. Um, I'm really big on goal setting. So in the beginning of the season, we have them identify what their goals are and not just time goals, but just what do you want to do at certain meets? What are some like, you know, important days? Like, so for Ellie, Milestat was circled on the calendar back in July. Um, and so it just makes us all on the same page as we get you closer to that goal. And as we progress through the season, that it's not a surprise that there are certain expectations held for you. And then before every meet, we'll sit down, we'll look at the course, we'll talk about, you know, like Ellie said, where are some uphills, downhills, mm-hmm. important turns, um, and go over goals the day before. So again, nothing ever feels really last minute. Um, and I, I think we're, as a coaching staff, we're really explicit about what our goals are, always. And so it's really nice. These guys are at a level where I don't have to tell Ellie, hey, you should go for the school record this week. <laughs> yeah. She knows. Um, and so that's a, a luxury that we definitely have at Glen Allen. And Jen, I think this is a great time to catch y'all because, um, well, today was the Class 5 Region C meet that y'all would normally have been in. Now you're up in Class 6, like Will mentioned before, and this is your first region meet in Class 6 coming up on Saturday in Chesapeake, like mm-hmm. Ellie mentioned. You know, in a lot of sports, it, if for Highland Springs football, right, they're playing different teams that are in class six in the playoffs, right? But like cross country is that weird mix of team sport, individual sport, right? It's maybe hard to prepare when it's like, yeah, you're running against different people, but you're still running your own race. What is that preparation like this year in comparison to last year's as you enter this final stretch where you're not just facing Freeman, Godwin, everyone deep runs there with you, but that's basically the only familiarity you have. Yeah, I've definitely had to do more research this year than in past years because historically a lot of the same teams are good every year. And so I've always been able to rely on just doing this for so long and knowing what to expect and how certain teams run at certain courses. So um, it's definitely been a little bit more work on the back end of identifying who some of these runners are. We've had the luxury of not needing to know 6A is really, really competitive, but we've always gotten to kind of ignore them. Um, and right. so so this year has definitely just been a little bit more research. And um, like I know we went up to um, the Plains yeah. uh, earlier in October because that's where a lot of the Northern Virginia schools are. Yeah. We This is the, probably the season that we raced the least at Pole Green because of the new competition. And Ellie, for you, I know, <laughs> I know I've talked to so many of these high school runners you're just scrolling on Milestat a lot. Mm-hmm. I think I think that's like, you know, try to see who's coming next and who you're facing, especially when it comes to track season, right? Because there's so many people. Um, has your process changed at all as far as like these new girls that you might not have raced against before or some of the ones that you're maybe sort of familiar with? Have you had to do anything different on that end? I don't think I've done anything differently. I think I've just mentally had to like tell myself I have to stick up with these girls. Yeah. Like, because they are faster, they are better. And, like, I just mentally think I've dialed in more on that aspect of, like, you just have to mentally, like, pull through at mm-hmm. seats. Yeah. We talk about the mental aspect of running. And I remember when I was in high school, I ran track just to do something. <laughs> and, and my coach wanted me to run. He said I was built for long distance. And I tried. So he had me training with the cross-country runners. And I was going to do the mile and all that stuff. As soon as I would think about how long do we have to go, are we almost done? Like, <laughs> 
that's that would be it for me. So I, I don't think a lot of people process that or think about that when it comes to cross country, especially when it comes to longer events. How big of a factor is the mental game in cross country? I think it's majority of the factor. Like anyone can run a 5K. It's just how long can you mentally stay in it and how long like can you mentally be up with these girls? Because as soon as you say, oh, I'm tired, like I can't stick with these girls, that's it. You're done. Like you will fall off the pack. You will fall off. And if you say, oh, I can mentally be up here, like I really do believe it's 90% of the game. Like I do think I'm with these fast people because I mentally don't want to let myself go. And I'm mentally just so competitive that like <laughs> I don't want to let these girls beat me. So right. I will stick it out. It's amazing what the brain can do. It tells you you're tired. Mm-hmm. Then you're physically tired because that's what your brain's telling your body. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm tired. Well, maybe not, right? Yeah. yeah. And I think to piggyback off of that, to demonstrate her level of competitiveness. So prior to Milestat, we had gone up to a course up in Northern Virginia. And um, unbeknownst to us, the course was a little bit short. And so Ellie came through and she had said, she's like, do you think this is a course that I could break the school record at? And our school record was held by our assistant coach, um, Caroline Roblin. I and remember covering her. Yes. And, yep. and, um, and we we're like, yeah, like this course is, it's usually pretty, it's, it's hard, but it's pretty fast. Mm-hmm. And then she finished it, thought that she broke the school record and we were celebrating her, <laughs> like her and coach Roblin had the biggest hug at the finish line. And then it had come out that the, sh- the course was short. And so the joy that came out of breaking the school record quickly deflated. It still was a really, like if you calculated, it was still a season best for Ellie, but she just felt really defeated afterwards. And so she was like, I will be doing it Mm -hmm. at Milestat. So I think that actually did help fuel her Milestat performance on top of, you know, the high level of competition that was there. But she came in with a vengeance. She was like, Mm -hmm. I'm going to do it. Like (laughs) it was that muscle. Yeah, it was like, okay, I technically had broken school record, but like, now, like, I have to make it official. Like, yeah. I knew yeah. I could. I just had to have it on paper. So you down. technically did it. It just didn't count. Yes. It's that three mile versus 3.1, Correct. right? Yeah. Yeah. You know, where it's like, if it's just a little short, it's hard to be like, it's like wind and track, right? Yeah. It's like, yeah. if something's a little off, they can give you, you know, well, you did it. But, you know, um, and it's always interesting to see how that's, I, I had to learn a lot about that in track yeah. because of like, you know, the right conditions or the right meets and like yes. someone, someone mm-hmm. broke the state triple jump record last year from Thomas Dale. And but she did she did it at like a meet that wasn't like VHSL approved. So technically she has the best triple jump in Virginia history, but she's not in the VHSL record book. Correct. There's lots of weird stuff. And you never want a record with an asterisk next <laughs> yeah, to it. You want to you want to yes. There. One of the things I love about um, sports wire, and it doesn't matter what the sport is, is the student athlete, how they are from freshman year to junior year senior year and just like the remarkable improvement <laughs> ellie you're you're one of those stories for for cross country Definitely. there is a huge huge uh, divide and difference between how you ran freshman year mm-hmm. and, and where you are today and where you want to go later so to tell us a little bit about that um freshman year i had some health problems um i wasn't eating well and i just wasn't fueling myself and i was running off of basically nothing and I had to end my season short. Like, it just wasn't healthy for me to keep up with what I was doing. And I definitely think that, like we were saying, like, mentally did push me. Like, I knew I wasn't capable of running fast times because of, like, all my, like, health problems. But, like, I wanted it so bad that I just kept going. And I think that, I, def- I mean, it broke me eventually. But then I also, like, it helped me piece back, like, the brokenness. Like, I was like, okay, 
this was an awful season, but I can't let that like hold me back. I have to keep building off of that. Like that's gonna what fueled me. I think my entire freshman season and still what does fuel me. Like I can't let that season define me and I just have to keep building off of it. And Coach Journey, I know you mentioned to me, I mean, when we talked about the stuff last year and talked about Ellie's story, you know, there was one of those meets at the beginning of the season because you only, I think you only could participate in like one or two meets tops, yeah. right? And I think one of them ended either prematurely or like she hit the end and she was basically down for the mm -hmm. count, right? And those moments are always scary for coaches. You know, it's it's common in cross country, right? You see a lot of people gassing for air. You see people mm -hmm. hyperventilating, which can be scary. But I mean, as a coach, when you see something like that and you know someone's going through something really tough and you know, you probably learned more about what Ellie was going through eventually, what was your kind of reaction in that moment? But also as a coach, how did you try to help her pull out of those struggles that she was going through? Yeah, we had a lot of one-on-one -on -one conversations just leading up to it. And then obviously after the fact, I think it really lended itself for her to get the medical help that she needed. Um, but it was really scary. We, Ellie was just a freshman. We didn't know her that well. And we didn't know what her pain threshold was. And there's always, you know, there was one meet that there was no doubt what was happening. But, um, you know, there are questions like maybe she isn't mentally tough. You know, her mm -hmm. workouts say one thing, but her races aren't really going the way that we thought that they would. Maybe it's just, she just needs to learn like how to be tough. And then, um, you know, as the season progressed, we're like, no, no, there is something wrong. And so, but we couldn't identify it. Um, and so I think after just an incident that happened at one of our invitationals where she did go down, um, it did allow us to go see a doctor and then everything started clicking. We were like, why yeah. didn't we see the signs? Um, and so it just helps us to, like just remind us like it is really important to fuel low mm -hmm. iron is so common especially in female athletes yeah. it makes us more diligent as a coaching staff to check in with all of our athletes when we start seeing the signs um but i think it it was just unfortunate that it happened freshman year when we didn't have you know yeah august or october freshman year we just didn't have a good pulse on who ellie was yet right. and so i think it it could have been treated a lot faster earlier. And when you say threshold, um, just just for viewers at home, at, from a coach's perspective, what is what does that encompass? Um, I, I think kind of what I just referenced. Um, distance running is really mental, sure. and so we do all of these workouts to prepare you for traversing such a long distance in your races, but it's hard to stay mentally in it for 20 right. minutes. So yeah, so it's just how much are you actually able to push your body versus how much are you giving into that? Oh, this hill, it's kind of long. I'm just going to slow down a little bit or I can't stick with these people. So I think it's just learning how to push through that that mental barrier, but also that physical barrier of like your training sets you up for it. So you can run with these people. Um, but how much do you buy in and believe that? And Ellie, I know even last year, you know, so you won a championship in track, I think. So you were kind of getting better in the spring. You came into last fall. You were obviously excellent. But even by the end of that season, we had talked and you had been like, yeah, I'm doing great. But like my legs don't feel good. Yes. <laughs> you know, and like whatever you were going through, Why I don't know. They? I can't remember if you were talking about shin splints or yeah. stretch fractures or whatever the deal shin was. Shin splints are the worst. Yeah. I like, did have shin splints. Shin splints. Hey, that's, yeah, I had shin splints and, and so, it sucked. Yeah, you had to end this miraculous season where you came up with a state championship mm -hmm. and you described like your legs being on fire you know, uh, at the state meet. It literally meet. felt like my bones were breaking every step of the way. Like normally when you go down hills, like you're striding, like you're using the downhill and in the videos, like my mom took me, I'm just like, I look like 
like, <laughs> crippled, like coming down. Like, I was just in so much pain. Yeah. But then again, I think it was like something where I was like, this is the last race. Like right. you will not have an indoor season. I mean, that's what we thought. Like yeah. you sure. will not have an indoor season because like you need to get better. Yeah. Everybody watching right now is like, I definitely want to sign up for. <laughs> yeah, I know. We're Pain selling it. Fire, yeah. Burning bones, <laughs> iron levels. <laughs> yeah, it's great. It's fun. I oh. think it's just like those kinds of things though that fuel me because yeah. it sets me back. Like it is something that sets me back, and but I don't want it to. Mm-hmm. So I mentioned we'll train harder. Like I'll fuel harder. Yeah. So those things like are prevented. I do want to touch on that though because freshman year you were going through some stuff. Mm-hmm. How much did cross country and your drive to get better as an athlete make you a healthier person? Not we're not just talking about breaking records here. Mm-hmm. Like you had some stuff going on and then but you really wanted, you had a drive, you had a commitment. How did that fuel you? Sorry, can you repeat that one? How, how did it fuel <laughs> like, you? Like how did how it did, how did it get you to where you are now? I, I think guess. it was just something where it was like I had worked so hard in that time, knowing that I couldn't reach my goals. And now that like I'm better. I can reach those goals and like it just it's just like met like gosh it's so hard to explain like (laughs) it's just a feeling where like you were so defeated like on that ground when I crossed that finish line and fainted that one race like I felt like my whole world was right like I knew like something was going to be different like I knew they were not going to like just let me go back into it like I knew I was going to have to get the help I needed even though I didn't want to like I wanted to keep doing what I was doing but I think it just like fueled me to like be better like when I came back I was like I can't let that happen like I'm a new person like it's a new season it's time to like mentally and physically become better and do better you've not only become better you've become a champion uh and and you're going to best of luck obviously in the upcoming meet this this coming uh, Saturday but Jen I want to ask this one for you from a coach's standpoint you know covering all these sports from football to field hockey even wrestling or basketball you see dynasties, mm-hmm. right? Uh, Highland Springs, four state championships in row in football, uh, not too bad in basketball. Same thing with uh, Henrico. And you look at the Freemans and the deep runs. Deep run used to be like your main competition, yeah. right? <laughs> they would win a lot of state championships in yeah. cross country. How do you start a dynasty in a sport that is about running? And I, I'm looking at other athletes and they're like, running is just a part of what we do to make a tackle, make a catch, slam dunk a basketball. Running, in, this is just running. How do you... Because you're building one, right? You Two straight state titles for the boys. On your way, potentially, with the girls. I'm not going to jinx it. <laughs> how, do you, how do you get that, how do you get that, that cross-country dynasty going? Because you kind of have. I think, like, one passion is a big part of it. I've been a runner since I was six, seven years old. My dad was a marathoner. I was always dragged along to all of those fun runs. Um... And I just, I love it. I I think running teaches you so much about life. Like you really get out of it what you put into it. Um, And I think because I genuinely love it, I can bring the energy and bring the passion and just bring the knowledge every single day. Um, I don't think that I do anything inherently different than a lot of coaches from a training perspective, but I do think that I show up every day. I think I am... um, you know, a, a valuable asset to a lot of these runners mm-hmm. when they compete at these big meets, like Ellie is starting to look at a bunch of colleges. And so between myself and Coach Roblin, we're reflecting on our college recruitment process and, and different schools. And um, so I think just like being really knowledgeable and passionate about the sport just really helps 
Um, and again, just having a really helpful, knowledgeable coaching staff. Caroline and Doc have been invaluable assets to the team. I bet. You went to U of R. Are you yes. pushing her for U of R? Uh, we actually, we're, I, I try not to let my personal <laughs> experiences, like I never want them to feel pressure, but we actually, one of our seniors did just sign yeah. with U of R. Oh, there you yeah, go. So Caroline that was, went to U of R too. Caroline right? so went I, to I, U I of R. Say, you my, say that. My but. high school coach went to yeah. U of R. Yeah. Um, not pushing no pressure. I know, no, definitely yeah. not. But, um, um, you know, she has also been looking at NC State. Yeah, I actually, cool. I actually went to NC State my freshman year, and it's Heard the same things. coaching staff from when I was there. So wow. it's been cool to be able to share that with her. I told her when I go home for the holidays, I'll try to dig up some of my old Wolfpack <laughs> yeah. stuff. Also cool to compete at a Power Five level. So what what other schools are you looking at actually? Um, just East Coast uh, big schools. Like I want to go to a big school. Um, I do run with the boys on our team, but I want someone. I do you beat them though? Yes, I do. I they're they smell really bad, so I try to stay ahead of them. We, we usually the do. smell doesn't. It hit. doesn't change even when you get to forty. <laughs> <laughs> so, sure. Um, so I think I I'm thinking at like a school where like the girls program will like will be able to push me. Um, I want to have something to like work towards. Like I don't want it to be handed to me. Like I want to have to put in the work to be able to even be on like the travel like list. Sure. So I'm just thinking I get a school like that. Well, we wish you the best of luck, not just this Saturday, but in your schools that you're looking at. As a junior, you got a ways to go, so you yeah. might have your pick of the litter, especially <laughs> if she keeps getting the times that you're getting mm -hmm. and, and the finishes that you're getting. And, and Coach, you've done a remarkable job with this program. Uh, wish you uh, more success down the road. And, and I wanted to ask just real quick, sure. you know, as we're in the final kick of the season, let's mm -hmm. use cross-country terms, um, you know, what does the end of the season look like for you? Is it is it championship or bust, or do you mm -hmm. have bigger goals in mind by the end of the season and the rest of your time at Glen Allen? I think, yeah, it, after States, I want to go to the big meets. Like, yeah. I plan on going to NXR, mm -hmm. and if everything goes to plan, I want to go to NXN. <laughs> um, I didn't get the opportunity to last season because yeah. we had to cut it short, mm -hmm. but now I think that's also something that feels me. Like, I didn't get to go last year. I want to go this year. I need to go this year. Up and up, yeah. And so, yeah, after States, I plan on going to NXR and hopefully qualifying for NXN. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, you've got good, good, good odds there. Yeah. I was <laughs> going to say, every year has been a win. Like, the first... Her freshman year didn't finish the season. Last year, we got her to the state meet. Shins were on fire, but got her to the state meet. This year, we're like, we're going to make it to postseason. Yes. We're going to make it to postseason we'll without to postseason. your shins on fire. Yeah. Yes. Who knows? Step by step, it's been going pretty well for you. So good luck with all that. I'm I'm really excited to see what happens. Thank Absolutely. you. Absolutely. Appreciate you guys being part of the Sports Thank Wars you for Spotlight. having Thank us. You. Thank you, guys. And that was a great talk with Jen and Ellie. I really enjoy hearing, like, their stories but like with runners it's it's hard to get too much in the detail of how do you run you know but it's cool seeing <laughs> what what arm movements do you use when you run but like it's really great hearing like the ascendance she's had as a runner and as a, like you mentioned her health as a person right all these things have worked out really well for her and have kind of led her to this championship form under Jen who you know has coached so many champions at this point um so really really cool conversation yeah i i always think it's really I think it's a cool thing when two things kind of merge and, and mix really well. And for Ellie, her desire to be the best that she could possibly be at cross country, and as we mentioned a little bit, touched on a little bit in track as well, um, really helped uh, her get over a few things that she was facing freshman year. And now you look at her numbers and she seems almost unstoppable and she still has a full year to get even better. It's, it's really cool. And, you know, sports is never... 
I try to explain this to people, especially with high schoolers. Sports is never as linear as you think it is, right? But even in a sport where you're clocking someone and they're getting bigger and stronger, it's not always going to end up in a lower number, right? Like life gets in the way sometimes. They still have to put in the work to right. make that effort, you know, to make those gains happen, right? And cross country is such a good form of that because if you, I think, I think Ellie or Jen literally said this. It's you know, it's about what you put in on like the most like sure. foundational level, and you know, they have put in so much time and effort to make their team great, to make her great, and it shows. Well, and and especially like you know, you think of every other sport. You're as as an athlete, student athlete, you're under the microscope. Whether yeah. you're a pitcher or a batter in baseball, or you know, a player that comes off the bench in basketball, you're making a tackle in football. People always see every move you make in cross country. There's like two or three spots where the fans will see you. So a lot of your work actually, literally, does go unnoticed, even when you're right. competing in the meet, which is yeah. kind of weird if you think about it. Yeah. Well, that's you know, hopefully we're you know explaining some of that here you know yeah. being able to highlight these things and explain these things is kind of kind of part of the fun um and so glen allen will be competing in the i believe it's class six region a yep six i a. have to keep those things in yeah mind. Uh, it's tough um, to remember the letters yeah, with the, the letters numbers. get the letters especially class five regencies messed me up for a while but oh yeah they'll be in chesapeake on saturday if there's any way you can get down there, I'm sure it'll be fun. I've been there before. Um, Chesapeake's a long way away, so I would not blame you if you <laughs> didn't want to make that long trek. But um, I got my you know, daughter's showcase that weekend too. Oh yeah, so you'll be busy. But um, the you know the results will be up Saturday, and then the state championships will be next weekend. Um, pretty much all I believe all the state championships are still held at the Plains up in Northern Virginia. They, they love using that Northern um, Virginia course for that. They yeah. may use the smaller school somewhere else now but um you know all base i'm pretty sure every single one of our schools that is qualified tucker you know and glen allen deep run any of these schools will be there milestat um, does a nice job too for anybody at home like has a friend that's a runner you can probably find what their stats are and what their yes. times were shout out nolan jez my boy at milestat there you go um so yeah that you can keep i think you can watch it there too so if you mm -hmm. are really interested um, it's not a hard drive there, but also, you know, you can watch online and support, you know, your favorite student athletes going there. Um, Berkeley and Ellie will be probably the focus of attention as they go for, I think they each have a second championship possibility here. Yeah, so, definitely. Um, that'll be really cool for them. Uh, and cross country, not the only sport, obviously, in the postseason mode. I know we talked a little bit about football, uh, but field hockey, as of last night, uh, just wrapped up regionals and in region five. Godwin got to the championship, narrowly lost in a nice battle against number one seed Midlothian. But repeat of last year, right? So yeah, they, well, they lost two to one last year. They lost four to two, I believe, is mm -hmm. the final last night. But um, the key game in that one is winning in the semifinals because you win the semifinals, yeah. you get to the they're finals. There, yeah, that means that you're in states. So yeah. congrats to Godwin. Yeah. yeah, they get to they get to go to states. Volleyball still sorting itself out. A lot of big matches tonight. Um, deep run guys and girls are two of the teams to watch out for and six the guys are the number one seed um, I'm sorry the guys are the number two seed the girls are the number one seed and uh, they are uh, if you have not seen them you should check them out uh, the guys team just have some remarkable outside hitters that when they when they spike it just get out of the way don't yeah. don't try to dig it out I mean if it's a perfect pass to them you're 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 in trouble. I do have to say, of all the sports that, you know, outside of the footballs and basketballs of the world where everyone knows what's going on, right? Right. I do highly recommend going to see volleyball. 
because volleyball is so like visually stimulating and like you see the teamwork and athleticism in action so constantly right. so you're like you, you're you're shocked by how powerful you know these guys are that are 16 17 how high they're getting you know it feels like basketball right where they're like yeah. dunking over the rim basically but it's over a net um you know i've gotten to see the glenn allen guys play in the past and that was really like it's like wow these are really impressive athletes so highly well, recommend rec you know checking out these yeah, amazing the, volleyball players the funny thing about it is so you know uh, in, in football when you're trying to do an onside kick and yeah. it, like you literally pick out the guy on the special teams who's you know, job is to recover the kick, who you think is just not ready for the moment. Mm -hmm. And they do that in volleyball. So the coach will put up like a notepad and they'll do like a one or a two or a five. They got like five different quadrants mm -hmm. of the volleyball court. And then you'll see what they mean. It's like hit it to this, they're talking to the person serving, hit yeah. it to this part of the court because this person is not going to be able to dig out of yeah. your serve. And it works. They're usually right. It's amazing what the coaches know. Yeah. And, you know, it's, and I, like, is there any part of the state that's better at boys volleyball than Richmond? It's like a hotbed. You, you would know? have to so argue no, because just because of Glen Allen's success. Glen Allen, Deep Run, even, you know, Freeman back in my day had a great team. I mean, you know, it's it's the West, especially the West End yeah. is like a the place for boys volleyball. So definitely, you know, as the and, and state championships will definitely be at Siegel Center again. Right. So yeah. that'll be awesome. Where it should be. Uh, nice, nice professional venue. Yeah. Um, uh, they do a nice job down there. But yeah, we'll have. Well, potentially plenty of teams again in the mix. Uh, it's probably going to be a deep run versus Dale type of scenario on the mm -hmm. guy's side for six, but five is just like kind of wide open. So yeah. we'll see. But uh, yeah, a lot, a lot on the menu, a lot to look forward to. Uh, weather is finally starting to feel like October until you know Saturday was eighty five, and now it's starting to feel like it should. Uh, got one last regular season game in football, and then we're off to playoffs there. And before you know it. We're going to be talking hoops. We're going to be talking preseason basketball and, and all of that stuff. So My goodness, it goes by fast. <laughs> I know. So much to get to. So um, next time you see us, who knows where we'll be. But I, I enjoyed being at Glen Allen. Uh, yeah. Two great guests today. Uh, hope that you guys enjoyed the show. And uh, keep watching us. Uh, for Dylan Garner, I'm Will Catterley. Thanks for being a part of the Sportswire Spotlight.